in case you haven't had the opportunity to catch up, here's a quick rundown of some of the things that happened this week in this week's episode of What Happened This Week. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Our first story of the week revolves around Andrew Cuomo, the former New York governor, and in particular how he finally resigned after an investigation found that he was guilty of sexually harassing at least 11 women. Honestly, initially when I was looking this up, I thought this was old news. I had thought that he already had his fall from grace and was exposed and had resigned. But when I saw this, I was pretty amazed to see that it took him this long. According to a Reuters report, on August 10th, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo resigned after an inquiry found that he sexually harassed 11 women. Now, the governor, former governor, responded by saying, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. He also had a uh, kind of an address in front of the television, and I believe he is still denying the accusation, saying it was just his attempt of being funny um, or affectionate, which which is crazy because I don't think sexual harassment is pretty funny. And it's definitely an interesting way for a 40-year political career to end and makes you wonder what the rest of these politicians and people in power are doing. If someone like him, who let's face it, in the middle of the pandemic was kind of the face of the television, you know, all his um, daily briefings, people were, he became a celebrity, people were promoting him and this is what was going on behind the scenes. So hopefully this is a wake up call for people across all industries, you know, power, do not do that whole power complex, quid pro quo, don't take advantage of people. It's just crazy that those kind of things are still going on and they probably are. Our second story of this week revolves around a surplus of job openings and a shortage of people that are willing to fill them. According to a report by CNBC, there are about 1 million more job openings than people looking for work. Now, when I first saw this, I was kind of blown away because you would think during COVID, there's so many people unemployed that and that jobs were getting cut. You know, I was working in human resources for a company that I no longer work for right now. I've moved on, but... When I was there, we were doing cuts, you know, jobs were getting cut and people were getting let go. And I heard that from my friends. I heard that from family all around. You see it on the news that a lot of people are unemployed. So when you see this report and in particular, it says 8.6 million people are considered out of work, but there are 10 million job openings. I was like, wow, that really bounced back pretty fast. The jobs came back pretty fast. And it makes you wonder why these jobs aren't being filled. A lot of employers have started offering incentives to fill these seats, fill these positions. I've seen the likes of Walmart and Target, I believe it was Walmart and Target, offering full tuition for their workers as long as it goes towards like a business degree or they're working full-time and they work for a year or, you know, they have these um, stipulations to the offer, but they are offering these incentives. Some other incentives include sign-on bonuses, um, higher starting salaries, flexible work, people out to work from home. So they are kind of pulling out all the stops that, which I think is great that they're doing this, but they should have done this beforehand, you know, but it kind of does show the, power that the people have that once people said you know what this job isn't paying a living wage this isn't the right work culture i'm just going to step away and then everyone started doing that now the employers have to change unfortunately though a lot of corporations and big employers are blaming the government and unemployment assistance throughout this whole covid you know this whole pandemic that the unemployment assistance is what is keeping people away from work so they're not looking at themselves a lot of people are looking at the people and waiting it out saying you know in september the benefits will end or whatever and on x date the benefits will end and People will have to come back to work. But again, the people are blaming it on, you know, working conditions and wages and just if I can stay home and get more money, then why would I go out and work somewhere that's paying me less? You know, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. So this is exciting to see. You know, I've studied the future of work and it is a big concern about automation and, you know, not enough jobs to go around. But this is pretty impressive to see 
there are more jobs than people willing to fill them. So this does open a conversation about, you know, what employers need to offer now. This does give more leverage to the worker, to the employee in terms of negotiations. So definitely something to look into and to maybe use as leverage when you're going to your next position. Our final story of the week revolves around the United States census data that was released for 2020. In particular, the fact that it seems like the United States is becoming more diverse. According to the U.S. Census data, for the first time on record, the white population in the United States declined. Now, they are still the largest um, ethnic and racial group, even after they've shrunk by 8.6% over the last decade. They now account for 57.8% of the U.S. population, if I am reading this data correctly. The census overall shows increases for people that are Asian and Hispanic, which is great. That is great for diversity. Um, and then the multicultural population, people that identify as multicultural, has grown by 276%. In the 2010 census, they were listed at 9 million. In 2020, they're at 33.8 million. A majority of the growth occurred in large metropolitan areas. Not every, I believe, state across the uh, United States experienced this kind of growth and diversity. It was mainly in the metropolitan areas, and there were some areas that declined in population, which is concerning a little bit. But it seems like the metropolitan areas are continuing to grow according to the census data, which says a lot about where the government will be spending their money, uh, where the opportunities lie if people are looking for jobs and looking for more income, looking for just better opportunities overall. It seems like the smaller markets are getting kind of, I don't know, beat out. Or maybe this could be a wake-up call for them as well that, you know, they have to change something. People are going to the metropolitan areas. More people are moving into there. Those areas are getting more diverse. And it's a double-edged sword, right? It shows that they're doing something right, but then for the people that are living there, it becomes more competitive to live there. It becomes more competitive to find jobs, find housing, um, you know, find good living conditions. But that's it for this week. Overall, we talked about Andrew Cuomo's resignation, uh, the surplus of job openings, but not ideal, I guess, working conditions. And then the United States Census. I think there were a lot of great things that happened this week. And of course, um, some unfortunate things as well around the globe. But I hope you found some value in this week's episode. And you'll join us again next week when we cover some of the other things that maybe you didn't have a chance to catch up with. But again, thank you so much for listening and take care. And I hope to see you soon.